Hi, everyone, and welcome to Uncut with Kirsty. As you can tell by the voice, I am not the beautiful Kirsty. This is Steph Smith here again. I'm telling you, I am back hosting again, and we have a special treat for you all. We have the amazing Andrew Norby in the studio sharing his a powerful testimony, people. Um, so, Andrew, how Hello. are you? I'm really Hi. good. I'm really good. I'm 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 a little nervous, but I'm pretty excited. Um, yes. Oh, we are so um we are so blessed that you are here and we can't wait to hear more about your testimony. Um but to start us off, I love asking these kind of questions and it's just a little icebreaker um to just get to know you more as a person. So the question I have for you is what is one psalm that you could listen to over and over again? Oh. Oh. Um no pressure <laughs> well i have it's, it's sort of like a weird thing i have um mm-hmm. for i just finished uni but while studying i had this song i'd listened to on repeat um while doing um while doing like work or like doing like sort of me now work that you just have to get over and done with it's called like yeah it's called it's like this weird sort of techno song i'm not even into techno but it's just got no not really too many like lyrics in it and i just listened to it on repeat for like hours and it's like seven minutes long it's called run by okay um i am who i i can't remember who it's by but it's like this sort of weird techno-y thing and last but you know how you get your spotify wrap-up every Mm -hmm. year every year for the last four years that's been my top song and last year wow. I listened to it like 700 times but I don't even I don't like it oh it's not that I like love it but it's just like I sort of think of it as like I've trained my brain it's like when you hear the song you're doing work so like I put the song in and I'm like okay I gotta do work now and I do this sort of makes it a little easier I think yeah yeah Oh, that's awesome. Do you know, the one song I could listen to over and over again is um, I Know by Kim Walker Smith. And if you guys were on episode, I think it was episode three with Uncut with Kirstie, that's when I shared my testimony. And that song, like, there's a reason why that's my favorite song I could listen to it over and over again is because of the story behind that song of like, it came into like the lowest point. Um, it, yeah, it came into my life in the lowest point in my life. Um, and it was just like something I declared over my life. And I feel like I'm just living in the fruit of that song now. So I know by Kim Walker Smith. Um, I'm going to give me. that a listen after, after this podcast. I Thank yes. you so much for telling me about gratitude. I love that song. So I've listened to it like uh, quite a few times now. It's such a good song. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so everyone who's listening, um, if you guys need to check out this worship song, it's called Gratitude by Brandon Lake. Um, it's so good, like, so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, Andrew, getting back to your um, your testimony, your story, I would love to start off, like, how was it for you growing up in your family? Like, what was your your childhood like and also like how did faith come into your family and where where were you at with that yeah um so I both my parents are really strong Christians 
and they became Christians both later in life, around 30. And so I grew up in a Christian household. And my dad's a minister, um, which he also became later in life. And I've, so I grew up and I always, always hearing stories about Jesus and God. And I sort of understood, or I can knew what Jesus did for me, like knew the message, but I didn't actually like feel it or really like ever understood it. And I didn't really have like a strong, um, like a strong like faith or relationship with Jesus. But I did grow up with in like the church environment and I could actually see, um, I could see the difference between the people at my church and like the Christians and then the rest of the world. And so, but I, I, I grew up knowing all these things, but at around like 14 or so, um, I was, I sort of thought to be a Christian that you can ask any questions or you can like have any doubts about anything, which is not just so you guys know. (laughs) Not true. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I sort of had, had I, I probably have more questions now than I do back then, but I'm mm. so confident in Christ now. Um, but I sort of, at the time, I couldn't understand, like, the Old Testament God, and he seemed, he seemed kind of a bit mean at times, I guess. was, was And I, I felt like I couldn't ask that. So I thought, well, I just can't be a Christian because I can't. I don't understand how this all works. So at around 14, I stopped being a Christian, but my dad still had a church. So, and I liked, I got along with my mom and dad. So I'd go along to help like set the church up, put the chairs out and stuff. Um, And I'd like hear sermons every, every week and go to, uh, go to church and hear sermons from different people. But I never, it's like strange how I could like hear all the words, but I just never got any of the actual like core of the message or the meaning in it. Um, and so I grew up, yeah. Um, and I realized something I've been recognizing recently as well. And I think this kind of comes from growing up from not being a Christian, but being in a church environment. I was always putting like, like, secular reasons for why like or almost like why christians are are living better lives or why things are sort of seem more filled with life if you're a christian and i'm still i'm realizing i'm sort of still doing that in my head like trying to like justify everything to like this for a secular reason and like now i'm trying to figure out slightly more how to just be like thankful to god for like everything that's amazing about um being a christian yeah 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 oh wow that's that's great like thank you so much for sharing that and i think like one question um that comes up from that as well is like with your family being christians like did you ever feel that pressure to be a christian or were your family very like they kind of like let you choose for yourself i think they were i actually really appreciate how how they handled me and like my faith growing up they didn't I, I think they they were sort of slightly more hands-off when we were once we were a little bit more mature right um 
I did, I guess I probably did feel some sort of, it wasn't really like pressure, but I knew it would like make my parents sad them knowing I didn't believe in God. So I sort mm-hmm. of did have like a, but that was more for myself. And I think I never really talked to them. What what I wish actually was I just talked to them about what I was feeling and what I was thinking, um, because I I just thought I couldn't, um, and it would have been much better to like have, um, just be like open and talk and like try to gain understanding, but because mm-hmm. like, I guess sort of didn't explain myself or share what I was feeling, um, I had I went through quite a while not be a Christian I wish I'm, I'm so happy now but I just wish I was a Christian earlier um right but I think so they were quite they're sort of hands-off which I actually yeah like I really appreciate because it sort of meant I think if they were really pushing me to be Christian then that would have really made me feel like almost like I don't want to do what you're telling me because like everyone even now I think you sort of like when you're a teenager, you sort of want to like be a little bit rebel against your parents. Like, don't do what they say, even if it's like, even if you know, like, I actually like this, but you told me to do it, so I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, so I think having them be, um, sort of not interfering with that has allowed me to actually eventually find Jesus, which I'm very happy about. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh, that's so beautiful, and like. So when did it get to the point where it became your faith personally, like from your family to your faith? Like what happened to get to that stage? Yeah. So I went to, sorry, I just dropped my microphone. Hope that's okay. (laughs) Um, I, so I went to university um, and I was living in, I went to, I grew up in Edinburgh till I was about 12 or 13 and then moved to Fife. And um, then once I was 18, went back to Edinburgh to Herrick Watt for university to do mechanical engineering. And um, and at this time, I didn't have any faith. I thought I, I thought I sort of understood it all. And I was like, there's no, nothing. I didn't have anything there, but I did. I really struggled with like a a sense of meaninglessness and Mm. and I was really like searching for like a basis for like why am I alive like what what's the point of everything um Yeah, so thank you so much, Andrew, for sharing that. Um, I would love to know, like, when did it become your faith? Like, came from it becoming your parents' faith to your own personal faith? Like, what happened? Yeah. Um. So it's a bit of a story. So I'll I'll um I'll just tell it. Um. Yeah. So I sort of lost my faith around fourteen. Um, and I think partially that was I was feeling like I just moved schools I was feeling like really lonely and like um I didn't have many friends and I think there's like that that was maybe part of the influence as well so as and I went through went through high school um 
and then left. I finished at 18 and I um, went to university um, and at Harriet Watt in Edinburgh. And at this time I was fully like non-Christian, fully just like um, living, I guess, try, trying to live like the what like the secular dream or like what the world says is like how you're meant to live like sort of seeking seeking like pleasure and stuff and like um but I always felt like I really felt like I didn't have any basis for like life or like any meaning about like why am I doing this uni work like why am I like why am I getting up in the morning what's the point of it all um and I started off in first year. I really thought I was going to actually have first year of uni. I thought I was going to be like the bomb diggity. I thought I was going to go in like, <laughs> I'm Andrew. What's up, everyone? I'm here. Let's be friends. <laughs> and um, it was strange or because I've like, I moved schools. And I eventually did get like a really nice group of friends which, who I'm still in contact with, which I really appreciate um, at, from school. And I'd go along to scripture union camps like christian camps um yes. like once or twice a year and that's it's like a very much of like an environment where you don't know any anyone you'll get chucked in together and by the end of the week you're all like best friends but it's all mm -hmm. sort of lots of new faces so i thought i'd be okay at like going into university halls and like not knowing anyone and just like let's like making lots of friends but i actually felt like so much loneliness in the first year and so many people I've talked to actually have felt like really similar and I think it's like a combination of um like leaving leaving from home so everything's different you're actually having to like look after yourself now and like manage everything and then you have mm -hmm. university and then also something I really felt at that time was like pressure from like Instagram and like social media of like seeing all my friends post like great pictures with all the new friends and like, wow, like having such a great time. And, um, I was feeling so like, they're all having a great time. What's, what's wrong with me? And, um, I did, I, I talked to lots of people and people like I saw on Instagram as well, posting pictures. Also, I did that a little bit. I realized later where I was like trying to, I was posting pictures to look like I was having such a great time when I really wasn't. Um, but so many people were saying like that they're actually feeling like quite low and lonely. Um, and then, uh, but got through, got through first year and sort of like just going through the years and second year of university, I started doing this, started doing this thing to like get up in the morning where I'd like leave notes on my alarm and it started off like quite like, okay. But then I started like, like swearing at myself and, but it wasn't, I didn't think anything of it. Cause I just like, I was like swearing all the time. Like everyone around me swears. I didn't really think like actually there's any difference between like using that sort of language and not like even towards yourself or others. Um, like I obviously it depends on circumstance, but I was like leaving notes to myself, like saying like you S S like get up of bed let's go come on and but what was strange what started happening was like I really took it um I really started to like think like that 
like I noticed my thoughts were changing where I'd start like if if I did something that's not even like a big deal I can't think of any examples now but it'd be like on the level of maybe like dropping a glass with like water and spilling it I'd like in my head or out loud I'd like really like swear at myself and really like get down on myself and I sort of that sort of like got to like a quite like a like it got like sort of darker um and this was like in second year became a christian in fourth year so we're getting there but i um i sort of realized like i was really not liking like how i was thinking was really like negatively impacting my like my 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 days like i spent like a week one time just in bed like lots of uni things to do but just like watching netflix for the whole week like barely leaving my bed and just like uh like just watching netflix to like numb the pain like to not have to think and the youtube i do that that's still something i'm like still working with like i think that's growing up as well in high school i i think i started watching like lots of youtube and netflix and stuff just to like not have to think um but this is something I, why like i'm so grateful for growing up in a christian household and like that jesus was always there with me even when i didn't know it yeah so i sort of realized like i'm thinking like how i'm thinking isn't isn't actually is like really being like bad on me and i um i started like changing like my thought process a little bit so like if I recognized I was thinking like quite a negative thought towards myself I'd think about like sending like love at it which I know sounds sort of strange like giving it to love um or like I imagine like a little ray gun of like love and be like love <laughs> even if it was like quite mean to myself because I reckon because I what I tried to do was I like, tried to like think it away like don't think this don't think this don't think this but that would just make it like more prominent um, but what I think the reason I sort of, and that did help, I sort of knew to like treat myself with love was from growing up in this Christian environment and um, that had like shaped my understanding of the world. Even And so even then when I didn't know Jesus, he was still there with me. I can look back and like say that for sure. I'm so yeah. thankful. Um so thankful for God. Um, and then uh, COVID hit. It was COVID-19. Um, and I um, finished off second year. I went home and worked off, worked at Amazon uh, packing, which was a little bit soul destroying, but it was okay. <laughs> um, and I started third year of university and I decided to uh, go instead of staying at home, stay at my flat because my flatmate was still staying at home and he said that he'd be back in like a month or so. And I sort of wanted to know what, what I'd be like just living by myself without any, um, without like just see like what happens to me. Uh, I knew, I sort of knew I was gonna, it wouldn't be like necessarily the easiest thing, but I think I just, I was just wanting to see like, yeah, what would happen. So it was, COVID-19, it was, like, getting darker and darker, like, as in, like, the, the it was, like, November, and it was getting, like, really dark, <laughs> like, the skies, the weather, and the cold, um, 
start so like from November through to like April or May, I was by myself in the flat. I'd see someone, I'd go to my like friend, see them go for a walk uh like every two weeks or so for like an hour every bit. So I was just like um really like really alone and um like my and my mom and dad I knew I could go stay with them but I did sort of want to see what yeah what it was like to live uh live by myself I did this thing as well where I'd listen to I'd have like podcasts on all the time just to have um just to have like something going on in the background so I didn't feel so like separated from the world but and I would um I'd like go out I'd like walk around Edinburgh and I'd just like want to want to like say have someone talk to me or just like make eye contact with me just to like feel like I'm a real like living person um yeah 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 wow that is powerful I mean yeah like keep on carrying on Andrew that is powerful um and so I lived and I was doing third year I think third year was probably my hardest year of university very busy like it steps up in the level of like the work you have to do and there's just like so much going on um and I so at the beginning of university I joined this thing called OTC which is also training core which is sort of like cadets but university and you get paid money and I really actually I got like a lot of value from it and and I didn't need it to job throughout uni I could just do that um and so yeah I didn't have to have a job I got to do all these cool things with the army like march about the Pentlands like shoot rifles uh, go skiing. It was really fun. But I, the reason I mentioned that was after doing this four months of being completely by myself, pretty much, I went to do officer training to become a reserve officer in the British Army. And so that's two months. And I went like literally from like, I finished uni, um, like the day or two days before be, being by myself. And then went straight into being with, like 30 other people 24 7 all really intense personalities <laughs> um, <laughs> which was like it was such a I didn't really think about that at the time but like looking back I realized there's such like a change in like how I was living um mm-hmm. yeah and I th- what was so I yeah I I definitely I don't want to like talk. There's definitely lots of good things about the army, and it definitely, I know some people who say like they'd be in prison if they didn't if they didn't join the army. So it definitely does like some good, but for me, it I, it was quite like a difficult experience doing that training, where mm-hmm. like I really like the way I would describe it was I felt like I was this quite like weird shape of like a person and I was like this sort of with lots of like curves and straight lines and like all sort of things going on and then what the army was doing was like it had this like shape that it wanted everyone to be in and 
what I felt was like them pushing me through like this like sort of cookie cutter thing. And so some of me was still there, but some of me was like getting like cut off by like the process of the army training. And um it was it was like quite like a quite like a difficult process, but I didn't really realize it at the time. So I I knew going into the training what I wanted to do with my life, or at least like some of my core like beliefs was like I didn't really think um like maybe killing was right. I was hoping that they'd give some like ethical explanation of why the army is all good. But I'd never they never really gave it to me. But what was strange was by the end of the eight weeks, I was convinced I was gonna join the army as like a regular officer for like twelve years. Like for like yeah, like for like full time as like properly joined the army. But at the same time I knew like this isn't what I believe. And it was definitely I would say like the I was like kind of like brainwashed and I could it was so strange to be in that place of being like completely like split um in my like what I believe but also like what how I was acting um and again you're surrounded by the army environment there but like everything is army and you're super busy all the time so you don't really have a t- any chance to properly like process it yeah. and um I realized at the time I started like thinking a lot about self-harming and um, which is something like I'd I'd struggled with before um when I was like around 17 yeah yeah um, um yeah yeah sorry so with um I definitely want to touch on the self-harming if you're okay with that yeah um but also just wanted to quickly add like was there when you were in the army, was there anyone that you could maybe speak to with the struggles that you were going through, or was it um, you felt like you had nobody, like there was nobody there to share thoughts with? Yeah, um, like I really felt I don't, I don't think it even thought like crossed my mind to really talk mm-hmm. about what I was going through, like mm-hmm. what I was feeling. There's definitely some like really nice guys in my platoon. And there's a, there's like a really great, uh, sort of like woman who's, she's lived a bit more life, like in her thirties. And she said one time to me, like at the end, like, Hey, Andrew, I really appreciate, like, I can't remember exactly, but like, I really appreciate how you are. Don't, don't lose, don't lose like that part of yourself. Um, that still like sort of has stuck with me. I really appreciate it. So there's, there's some people, but I never really talked about it while. I was in the process of doing the training. Yeah. 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 Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, So we are actually going to take a little bit of a break and we're going to listen to a a song called Do It Again by Elevation Worship. And we will come back and hear more from the amazing, powerful testimony of Andrew. We're, we, don't worry, we will get to be finding Jesus soon. I'm excited to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You've never failed. 
promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. See you. 
Uncut with Kirsty. I am Steph here, the host, and I have the amazing Andrew in the studio sharing his powerful um, testimony. And before the break, he was just sharing about what his his life was like as he was growing up and his his struggle with also um, being in the army environment and also he touched on self-harm that we we didn't want to brush over we wanted to maybe talk a wee bit more about that because yeah. we know lots of people struggle with that and we want to you know be able to voice that and actually speak into that so Andrew, as much as you feel comfortable with, um, can you just share the struggle with that and how that really affected you? And um, yeah, and even where you're at with that today. I will, yeah. Um, so I, I, I was doing, the, I did the army training and I didn't really realize actually at the time, like where, where I was like mentally, it wasn't, it really wasn't very good. Um, but I, so when I was around 17, that I really hated myself and, um, like I, I like cut, cut myself, um, mm. uh, to sort of numb, numb my emotions. Um, and that was, that was maybe when it, that was a very dark time for me. Um, that sort of. Um, I, I eventually stopped doing that around like 18, but ever since then, there's, whenever I've gotten anxious or stressed out, um, like thoughts of harming myself come into, come into my mind. Um, at this time and like by the end of army training, I was really like thinking about self-harming quite a lot. I haven't actually since I was 18, um, I would like by the end of that, I was thinking like everyone hated me, like w something that actually really switched me on to knowing, like understanding like where I was mentally was I have a really great friend, Christian friend called Mark, who I've grown up with my whole life. And he's incredibly kind. I know, like I knew this in my mind, like, incredibly kind, very wise and just a lovely guy. And mm -hmm. um, I was talking to him and I thought, at one point that he just like completely like hated me and i was like i just know this isn't true so i went and talked to him i was like mark i know this is maybe a bit strange but i sort of just was like hey this is how i'm feeling don't can what are you what are your thoughts sort of as like a touchstone to reality and this was before i was a christian as well but again just um being in like a christian with my family christian community was really it's been really helpful throughout my life and the, so i finished the army training at the beginning of august mm -hmm. and then this next month i uh, was um just sort of like hanging out and doing like fringe stuff but still struggling a lot with like anxiety and think feeling people really didn't like me um and overthinking like everything i said and then i started fourth year of university which is a very, very busy year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I was like constantly, it was like strange. Like I was, I'd be talking to people and I just thought I was, it was like, if you knew what I'm thinking about with myself right now in my head, 
you'd be like, what is going on? Um, and I got to a point of like just really extreme anxiety with like the pressures of university, like, and the way I would, the way I studied pretty much up until becoming a Christian, the way I studied was like stressed, like being really stressed out and then like doing lots of work but feeling really tired and terrible and then like not doing any work and procrastinating for ages and doing lots of work and it just wasn't it really felt terrible and I remember I was actually sitting in this sitting um in my bedroom at home and like sitting on a chair like hope like it felt like the whole like room was spinning around me just I was just so filled with like anxiety and at this point um I didn't have a Bible and there's like, there's, there's things from like this little years before that were slowly like trickling in of hearing someone talk about the Bible They they weren't even really a Christian, but they're talking about the Bible in a way. I was like, I think I sort of shut off whenever I heard a Christian talk about the Bible or I would just like be like, I know this stuff is not real, but, but because they weren't, really a christian but they're still talking about like the value of what the bible has and like the depth of like the depth of it i was like oh that that was something that clicked for me i was like wow i didn't i didn't get that before and there's just like so many things like little things and talking to people and um coming like just thinking about it a lot that sort of all built up to me wanting to like just actually give it a go and like understand what actually is this Christian thing. I realized I didn't understand it. So I asked my dad for a Bible because I didn't have one. And it said at the beginning of the Bible to read Mark. That's a good, good little entrance into the Bible. So um, I'd like go to uni and like on the bus back, I'd be like reading Mark and I'd like, (laughs) I read it before going to bed. And it just touched me in a way that nothing's, nothing ever touched me touched me before and I finally and I was great was like I already knew a lot of the things about Jesus but I didn't understand them and the process Mm -hmm. of like and I'm still in that process of understanding and I want to get deeper and deeper but of like things like falling into place like oh the grace of God is so huge um and I asked my dad yeah where um is there a good church to check out in Edinburgh? And he's part of the, the like the sort of pastors meeting every Thursday morning. He's like, go check sit in a hill out, see, see how that's going. And so I did. And I knew from the first moment I walked in people, I was like, Oh, I can actually just enjoy being a Christian. I can just be part of this community. And like everyone instantly, I was like, so like felt so like in place and loved and like, yeah. And like just not not maybe like just so um like so part of a com- like the community and like that I didn't have to like uh, you do, like Jesus changes you and um it wasn't that like I had to change my I didn't there wasn't like some level I had to get to to be allowed into church I could just show up as myself as as I am and you guys or people were just so loving um and I sort of knew then I put my hand up the second time I went 
when it, there's usually sort of like, is anyone wanted to give their life to Jesus? So I put my hand up like a little tentatively the first time, but I don't know if I don't saw it. So the second time I was wow. like, put my hand up really high. Wow. Um, and yeah, I just feel like I, or I have a relationship with Jesus now. And here's, here's the thing as well, which is crazy cool. Um, fourth year of university, busiest year, hardest year, meant to be kind of not very fun. Best year of university, hands down. And it's because I became a, a Christian and got a relationship with Jesus and started like living his ways. And it's just been such, honestly, I'm such a blessing. I'm, I'm so, I'm so like happy just talking about it right now. Wow. <laughs> and, wow. And, yeah. yeah wow that is powerful like there is so much in andrew's testimony that you guys like need to listen again and when this goes on spotify like that is just so powerful like so many points there i absolutely love um so what is like something that changed in your life when you become a christian because you know like like you say like jesus just changes everything and and like when you are found in him you're a new creation like what if there's one thing that you're like okay i saw this changed in my life what what is that yeah this honestly everything's changed which is great Mm -hmm. but something um something specific is my relationship to uh porn and masturbation so Mm. um before even being a christian i started recognizing for myself like watching well i don't i think for everyone like watching porn um was really like changing how i viewed women it would be like if i noticed if i was not watching it like i'd just be able to be like almost like a normal person or just be able to interact with people and I felt very at ease but if I was watching like a lot of porn I'd start viewing myself like my body and like other people's bodies in like the perspective of them being objects and um it was so I noticed that before being a Christian and I sort of and I think everyone sort of knows even if like what the society like society sort of say right now but everyone sort of knows like porn it, it's not very like it's not good for you like it doesn't you 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 yeah. when you like you like finish you're sort of always like so like oh why this is feels so bad and god gave like sex as like such a great gift of like mm-hmm. to be enjoyed in like in like in the in marriage with someone that you just like love and this mm-hmm. is like something that's got all like twisted with like shame and and mm. like the devil's just working his uh, and it's it's a, it's a real shame and i think mm. um there also there's times before being a christian where like i tried to like really not watch porn really like try my best and like I sometimes like i had one time where i was like nine months and but it always felt so stressful it felt like really pressurized where i felt like a lot of weight on myself and it was it was like a thing about like well i've haven't done this for two months now i don't want to waste all this time i've built up not watching for now um mm-hmm. and then yeah. but and i'd always like i'd 
I'd like go back to it and I'd just be like, ah, oh, this is like, I'd feel so bad and like I'd have so much shame. And since becoming a Christian, it wasn't instant, um, but like I prayed about it quite a lot. Um, and um, honestly, like the only way I can describe it is almost like this whole, like, like I'm carrying like this huge like backpack and I'd always try to like shoulder it all the time by myself and like walk around and as I like, get it gets heavier and heavier and heavier and I'm like uh and like I fall over and I'm just exhausted. But now it, it feels um mm. like God's like lifted that off of me. And wow. I'm just in a very like good place for with like my thoughts about how I view other people and I just appoint it completely to God. And it's like just completely through his own, through his strength. And it's, yeah. um, I feel like I'm breathing in, breathing in like lots of air. And also it's not like I'm like just, it's, it's not like an instant process and it's not like I'm never like tempted, but I always like still am turning to, turn to God. Um, mm-hmm. And then one last thing or about, sort of where I'm at with self-harm right now thoughts about that is still they still come at points especially when I'm feeling very anxious but now it feels a lot more I feel a lot more um safe and mm-hmm. like I sort of know how to deal with with these thoughts from like the enemy that's that's what it is I, gi- I give it to right. God like I imagine like lifting them up to the God yeah. yeah yeah wow that's so powerful man I could sit here and just listen to your testimony so much longer um but it's such a shame that we're like so limited on time with Uncut with Kirsty um but it is so powerful thank you so much Andrew for being so vulnerable as well and so real um first well actually last question it's a fun question um because as you were talking I I had like a few bible verses that were coming to mind with like the struggles that you were maybe going through I was like there's a bible verse for that and but I'm just wondering is there one bible verse that helped you during the dark moments like when you struggle hard like if you're in those dark moments is there one bible verse that you just grab hold on thanks for asking that I actually got a I prepped a bible verse um someone told me it it, I, I sort of heard this after becoming a Christian after a little bit, but I just think it's so true. So it's John, 1 John chapter 1 verses like f- 5 to 7. So can I just read it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yes. Um, this is a message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him, there's no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So what I just really love about that is it doesn't say like you need to be sorted or that you need to be um, all like you need to be pure completely pure it says to walk in the light and i think 
how I sort of imagine that is just talking about things and being open and um I think that verse just really touches on how I how I want to live. Um, so, Andrew, thank you so much for sharing such a beautiful and powerful Bible verse. Um, I would love it if you could pray for us and for all the listeners um, just now. That would be great. Thanks. Yeah. Lord God, thank you for this radio show. <laughs> thank you for Kirsty and for Steph. Um for this opportunity to talk about you and dwell in your ways, Lord, and just share our experiences. Um, thank you for um, all the listeners listening in. Um, please bless them and everything they're doing. Touch their hearts, Lord, and give them strength especially in this sort of cost of living crisis right now, just help everyone that's, um, that's not sure how they're going to be paying their bills or buy, buy the food shop. Lord, please, please provide like we know you can. Yeah. I pray for a revival over the whole world, but specifically Scotland, Edinburgh, I pray, Lord, that your spirit walks the streets, that people come to understand your love for them, your grace for them, your power and your strength, that you can change anything, everything, that you do change everything when we when you when we get to know you. I'm so thankful for your ways, God. And like not even knowing um, how everything's like sort of working, but just trusting in you has has been such an amazing experience. It just truly changed my life. So I'm so grateful for that, God. I pray your love takes over the lives of everyone in the entire world. Thank you, God, for everything that you've done for us. Holy is your name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you so much again to Andrew. Um, we have been so blessed by your testimony. So, And we have a special... Um, announcement that Andrew will be back for part two on the 30th Ooh. of January and um, so just in our few weeks for our part two so we are really looking forward to this um, but also it's a great opportunity that you've heard the first part of his testimony or really the main part of his testimony that if you guys have any questions or even encouragement or anything you want to say to Andrew please um, direct message at uncut 
with Kirsty on Instagram and we will definitely pass that on to Andrew when we see him again on the 30th of January and um, so also just wanted to um quickly um say that we are back with Uncut with Kirsty next week Monday at 8 p.m as usual so we will really look forward to seeing you guys there um, but thank you so much for joining us tonight and we truly believe that you guys were blessed and God bless you this week and yeah, thank you. Thank Bye. you so much.